the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. The dubious day after Valentine's Day. Hopefully you found love last night and didn't wind up listening to Miley Cyrus. Her self-empowerment hit flowers. Number one, today is Singles Day. The day after Valentine's Day. Yesterday, the Nasdaq was a winner, while the SP 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average were losers. In large part, NVIDIA had a good day, um, as did some other tech stocks. But the market's starting to like try to figure out what do we make of the CPI number, and today, what do we make of the retail sales number? More on that as the show progresses. Um, I for me, the inflation thing, it, it probably means the Fed Reserve. It's sticky. It's staying around. It's lingering. It's not falling as fast as we dream scenario want it to. So I think the Fed's right. Let's keep rates high. Until we break something, ultimately, the economy, Um, it's inflation, which hurts lower class and middle class a lot more than it does the upper class in the United States. And we don't have an answer for helping people who really are having trouble making ends meet. Me? Do I want lower interest rates? Yes, because I want cheap money so I can go buy another house and, and rent it out to someone who's lower to middle income. But I, I shouldn't get what I want. And if you think I have an internal filter, it's off today. Sorry. Super price data yesterday showed that it'll be a long and winding road down to the normal inflation levels, 2 to 4%. Inflation's cooling, but not as fast as we want. And some things are just, it makes no sense. Eggs are crazy expensive. Bacon's falling in price. So you can't even have a breakfast meal without getting the effects of inflation. What else is there out there today? Um, A birth control pill for men is yielding promising results in the lab because of the unique way it prevents pregnancy. This pill could become the first legal, legit contraception alternative to vasectomies and condoms for men. The new pill temporarily mobilizes sperm by blocking a protein called soluble adenyl cyclase or SAC that triggers sperm to swim to an egg. You know what's amazing about this? You could explain it to me, and I still want to understand how scientists figure this out. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like what you do is crazy smart. Feds are probing United Airlines over their near disaster in Hawaii. It's a scary flight um, to learn that the plane dipped really close to ocean levels. How much of that data is hidden from us, the society? How much of it's paid out to uh, um, customers so that they don't talk about it? It was a, it, there's a, a graph that shows how close it's a left to right graph of height. 
and it's superimposed on a Google image and it shows you how close the plane came to crash into the ocean. I've been on that flight or that flight pattern. I don't fly United. I don't typically make a big deal out of being mean and hateful, but if there is one airline, I just like it to United. It's like, Oh geez, Rob, that's it's like, you're pulling a, a rabbit out of a hat there. That's quite a trick. Everyone uh, doesn't like airlines. That's right. But it's the one that I've had the most problems with. And my problems, I just didn't know. My partner was pregnant and uh, she booked a flight and she had morning sickness. And she said, okay, can I change the seven o'clock to 10 o'clock? And they said, sure. Her flight back got canceled as well because she changed her first flight. I'm like, wow. So she had to pay full fare at the gate for the second flight home. You didn't know. The email could have warned her. You know, if you cancel this, you're canceling both. But nope. Yeah, so I said some mean things to the airline. Anyhow, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. FanDuel said it was accepting 50,000 bets per minute at its peak during the Super Bowl and throughout the game averaged 2 million active users. So people were watching the game on one screen and watching their bets on another screen. Airbnb scored its first annual profit as a company in 2022, thanks to surging demand for travel. Airbnb is a, uh, it's the one growth stock that I own that wasn't making money. Um, and I bought it in the last year. I look at Airbnb, and I'm disclosing this for legal reasons. I'm not trying to tout it. I'm not trying to get you into it. I look at it as, I don't think the hotels have a really good answer. Last few trips I've done, except for Vegas, I've stayed in Airbnbs, and it's been a much better experience for my family. Not that hotel restaurants are usually rotten. They are. Not that hotel rooms are too small for a father with two sons who are pushing six feet tall. They are. Um, I think Airbnb has a chance to be the millennial's luxury hotel experience. There are some problems. Cities like New York don't like the company because it takes away from their hotel businesses, which create jobs. I get it. Luxury cities like Lake Tahoe, um, the people who live there year round don't like it because of what it does for, uh, against jobs. You get the idea. Subway said yesterday they're exploring a sale. It could be valued at more than $10 billion. Those are the big stories of the day. Taking a look at what's happening on the markets today. It'd be an interesting one. Because the retail sales report came out really strong. Retail sales jumped 3% in January, smashing expectations. You and I are going out and shopping. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to be in a recession type environment where the interest rates have become so expensive that we're, we're deciding to hold back our spending. I was supposed to get a PlayStation Virtual Reality 2 headset. And I had serious questions like, do I really want this right now? Wait, wait, wait for the reviews to come out. Cancel it or not. That's exactly what should be happening in retail sales. We should be questioning ourselves. Roblox stock is up 24% after fourth quarter earnings report. Roblox and uh, Airbnb are big winner winner chicken dinners today. Roblox reported 58.8 million average daily active users, up 19% from a year earlier. 
Roblox did really, really well during the pandemic. His parents decided, you know what? I'm just going to let my kids play video games. They're not in school. I can't babysit them all day. I have to work somewhat out of a Zoom meeting. Go play Roblox, child. Users spent more than 12.8 billion hours engaged in Roblox during the fourth quarter. Uh, what you should know about that is it's a big number. And there's two, let's say, yeah, I would say maybe three of the millennials, Generation Z, and kids under 10. Like, they are people who spend money. My son spends more money on clothes than I do. That's the general idea. My son spends more money on video games than I do. I spend money on more money than he does on mortgages. So he's a definitive consumer. But um, those are eyeballs. And whether Generation Z, whether the millennials, um, when you say 12.8 billion hours engaged in Roblox, that's time away from TV. That's time away from other forms of advertisement. And I think we can all admit we live in an advertising-based society. And if not, maybe we're not on the same page on the show. 30. Throw it, pick it up. Want to throw it down? Yes, no, maybe so. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Coming up, we're going to be talking about what's happening on Wall Street and why. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to be talking with Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. Fingers crossed, technology works. I think last time we were a little bit sketchy on the technology and on our part. James Cameron is going to make at least $95 million off of his work on Avatar The Way of the Water. I, I don't know what to say to that. Did he earn it? Very few movies ever hit $2 billion. You were talking about Rare Feats Fair. Um... I, I I saw that number and I was like, whoa. I didn't say I got into the wrong industry because movie directors, um, having worked on a couple uh, projects, uh, directors are really the smartest people in the room compared to the writers and the actors and the producers. Elsewhere out there, I know you're saying, get on with the show, Rob. Okay. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is lower by a controlled amount. The NASDAQ, same thing. And the S&P 500 also underperforming today, but not awful. Airbnb is up 12.7% after they said that they've hit profitability last night. Let's talk a little bit more about Airbnb. It's a stock I own. It's a stock I follow. It's a stock that I take notes on in their conference call. You get the idea. I'm setting down the premise for you. Um, they saw a number of positive business trends. Guest demand remained strong. Highest number of active bookers ever. Guest booking trips further advanced, supporting a strong backlog for the first quarter. Interesting that Expedia said in their conference call earlier in earnings season that weather on the East Coast played a, a part of people canceling vacations. You would think that Airbnb was caught, would be caught up in similar kind of scenario. Guests increasingly returning to cities and crossing borders. Cross-border growth uh, nights booked increased 49% year-over-year. High-density urban nights grew 22%. Non-urban and domestic travel remains strong. Guests continue to book longer stays. 
They're focused on three strategic priorities in 2023. They want to make a posting mainstream. They want to upgrade core services. They want to expand beyond core services with innovations on the guest and host side. Let's do some numbers. Oh, and for the record, one last time I want to say the reason I like the stock, the financials, I don't really, I'm not really crazy about it. It looks overvalued. But to me, if it could become the Hilton of the 21st century for millennials, the where they don't even think about hotels, but they think about, and if I was thinking back about eight years ago, I was looking to an Airbnb. I was doing a lot of business trips up to Portland with two other men in the Bay Area and like, let's just get a uh, house together uh, for four or five days. And we never did, but it, it shows you how long it's starting to be entrenched in an option versus hotel rooms. 6.12% February's 30-year mortgage rates. 6.12%. They're hovering above 6%. That's almost a whole percentage point lower than November's 20-year high that surpassed 7%. So it looks like the mortgage rate is trying to find an area where it's attractive to people to refi and attractive to people who want to buy a home. Somewhere between 5.5 and 6.5 seems to be when it's on the 5.5, we're like, ooh, let's get real estate. When it's at 6.5, like, ooh, punishment, punishment, no. And for the record, a 6% mortgage rate, if you had asked me 25 years ago, I'd say that's pretty low. Dell announced plans to lay off 5% of its workforce, about 6,600 employees. Slowing demand for the brand's products is a major factor contributing to budget cuts. 65% is the number. It's surprisingly easy to fall victim to credit card fraud, which has become prevalent in the United States. 65% of credit and credit card holders in the U.S., or 150 million people, have fallen victim to fraud at some point in their lives. 65% of Americans... 150 million Americans have fallen victim to credit card fraud. I'll raise my hand and say, yep. And six and a half of you out of 10 will raise their hands and say, yep. That makes me feel better because there was a little bit of shame involved. I feel with credit card fraud. Um, And the one that just killed me was my spouse had a credit card in her pants and her pants were a little tight in the jeans and whoops, slipped out at a concert. I'm like, who are these people that put credit cards in their, in their pants pockets? I know you're saying you're lucky to be married, dude. You are a tough cat to deal with. Meow. Yes. Um, 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Retail sales jumped 3% in January, the most since March of 2021. The SEC is weighing some new Proposals or protections for customer assets being held by investment advisors, expanding it to cover crypto assets. The proposal would ensure customer assets are properly segregated, helping to protect assets should the advisor custodian go bankrupt. I work with EP Wealth and I worked with New Focus Financial and previous my firm that I started was a company called Mercury Capital Management. If anyone remembers those days, you are a life fan. Thank you. Um. I don't like it when an advisor also has a brokerage. It's to me, it's almost too easy to see that it could go bad. I don't like it when 
And that's what was wrong with crypto assets is there was no division. And we used to call it a Chinese wall, politically incorrect, I'm sure. At this point in time, there had to be something dividing the brokerage from the customer and from the advisor. And I don't like it when there's a couple, and I don't want to say any of their names, but there's a couple people who got into SEC trouble in the United States. Um, very popular radio show host. Um, had a strategy for investing, but he owned a brokerage and he also owned an investment advisory firm. And the SEC fined him seven, eight million dollars for improper custody. I believe it was improper custody. Um, but oh yeah, no, 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 it wasn't improper custody. It was um, it, very vague. It was very. Um, he showed returns that weren't audited is probably the proper way of saying that. Anyhow, let's move forward. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Um, so I'm, I'm for the SEC way new rules for safekeeping customer crypto assets. I don't like it when I see crypto platforms like Voyager, Celsius, FTX, BlockFi, Genesis Global all go bankrupt within months. Because I know that a lot of people are hurt financially on that. And they're the people who are most trusting their future with very speculative area called crypto. Um, 2023 is not turning out to be a humiliating year for crypto. 2022 was. I want to pull up with the more focus this week on crypto regulation from the state of New York and from the SEC. Um you would expect crypto to be having a very bad month. Today, it's up 460 bucks to 22740 I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in Lafayette. It's on my webpage. It's on a Saturday event. You can learn more and sign up today at robblackshow.com. This interview featured on the Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. I was going through what Warren Buffett did and did not do at Berkshire. And let's put some honest spin here. He's probably not making all the decisions at Berkshire Hathaway anymore, right? He's cut his position in Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. Um, he did not have a huge win on Taiwan Semi. But we note he's the greatest of all time investors. He added to his position of Apple, which I find very interesting as I own shares of Apple. Again, disclosure, Apple's up 18% this year. He now owns 5.8% of Apple. That's a large chunk. Let's go to Patrick O'Hare at briefing.com. Patrick O'Hare, I start my day every morning with you on your um, pieces that you put together for briefing. It's insights into the market that I can't really find. Um, I find it useful. It's, it's, it's very helpful for me. So let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing out there today. Are you with me, Patrick? Yeah. Hey, good morning, oh, Rob. I'm good. here. <laughs> a little technical difficulty yeah, yeah. on my part, but we're working through it. Um, what are we looking at today? It's retail sales, and yesterday was consumer price inflation. Um, in your page one, your headline starts off January retail sales surge. Hmm. That seems like good news. We're spending. The economy is going well. But is it good news? 
Right. Well, I I think it does matter, you know, how one wants to look at it. Um, The market, I think, is uh, looks at it with a curious eye, knowing that uh, strong economic data is likely to, you know, keep the Fed on edge about, you know, pausing its rate hikes um, and certainly reinforce its notion that it will keep rates higher for longer uh, and certainly negate any likelihood of a rate cut in 2023. So the stock market, you know, takes a step back looking at strong data through that lens and also, you know, looking at an S&P 500 that's trading at a slight premium to its 10-year historical average, um, you know, also invites some potential, you know, some some concerns about valuation uh, against the backdrop of potentially uh, even higher interest rates. Um, so, you know, economically speaking, you're right. I mean, it is very good news, uh, just like the January employment report was very good news. Uh, but you have a Federal Reserve that is pretty uh, been, you know, stuck to its knitting in terms of suggesting that it, it, it thinks, you know, we need to see some considerable weakening in the labor market to really uh, stamp out the uh, inflation pressures uh, or inflation expectations anyway that it's concerned about because of the tight labor market. Yesterday, I saw that Warren Buffett said positive things about Jerome Powell as the chairman, uh, the Federal Reserve chairman, and he's doing a good job. And he thinks media should be saying better things about him. And I take a lot of my financial social cues from Warren Buffett. If it's good enough to come out of his mouth, I'm probably going to steal and use it myself. What are your thoughts on Jerome Powell at this point in time and the outlook of Interest rates likely not going lower this year. Maybe he's causing a recession by keeping rates higher for longer. Jay Powell, thoughts? Well, I think he's 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 doing a good job trying to make up for the big mistake he made. Okay. Um, okay. The Fed, the Fed made. Now he's not he's not the only decision maker at the Fed, right? He he helps drive the consensus at the Fed, and so let's not you know pour it all on on. You know, Jerome Powell, that the Fed was late to the game in terms of fighting inflation. Right. That was a that was a consensus opinion at the Fed to keep buying, uh, you know, agency and Treasury securities to keep the Fed funds rate at zero percent, even though you had a you know inflation rate that I think was north of six percent at the time. Um, so. Uh, you know, what he has done, though, is they, they have pivoted. Right. And you know, own up to your mistakes. Um, and. And it seems like that's what they're doing. But recognizing that they made the big mistake to begin with, uh, I think they're going to be pretty uh, adamant about not wanting to make the second mistake in letting inflation continue to run hot. So they're going to, you know, uh, you know, this has been the problem for for the stock market, I think, is that the you know, stock market wants the Fed to be the uh, the old Fed, the friendly Fed. And. And that's not where Powell is taking things, I don't think. It's not the type of consensus he's trying to build at this juncture. I think he's trying to maintain uh, you know, uh, a policy-setting body that uh, is committed to keeping rates higher for longer so, you know, so they don't go down as you know, the Fed that also let inflation blow back up and create an even bigger problem, meaning they made you know, mistakes on both sides here. So. So, yeah, you know, he's pivoted well, I'd say, but a lot more work to be done. And some of it's being done naturally just by, you know, base level comparisons. Um, but there's there's more work to do. You know, a, a CPI rate over 6% year over year is, isn't 
all that stellar. And you take services and you exclude energy services, and you're looking at 7.2% year over year. You look at food inflation, which obviously every consumer is, you know, front and center with that. Um, you know, you're pushing 10%. So uh, there's a lot of work left to be done. And I think that uh, the stock market is going to have to get its mind around the fact that this Fed is is not the, the Fed of old. It's trying to, you know, become a, a Fed that uh, gets back to, you know, what normal should look like, frankly. <clears throat> that was beautifully spoken. You are a craftsman when you talk about interest rates in the Fed Reserve. To add on to this conversation, do you think higher interest rates are okay? No, no, no. Let's strike that. I really benefited from lower interest rates in the last 15 years to the point of I invested in tech companies, tech companies borrowed money, tech companies took basically free money and, and built out platforms that are now creating billions and billions of dollars of profit. Um, am I going to have to get used to a world of higher interest rates or more normal interest rates? I think that's what you just said. Yeah, um, you're right, Rob. I think that that's what I was alluding to really is that, you know, we got to get back to normal Um, and normal, you know, the transition period to normal can be can be a little bit rough at times because when you had things so good for so long, you forget what normal looks like, you know, and I think you know, part of the transition, what we've seen even recently with housing, you know, housing demand, right? We saw, you know, rates come down sharply at the beginning of the year here. Uh, And, you know, and you're hearing, you know, realtors now on CNBC saying how they've got multiple offers because people have come back. I think you get a customer saying, okay, you know, if if the mortgage rate's going to be whatever, six and a quarter percent, then that's what it is. I can get my mind around it if it's not like fluctuating wildly. Um, But, you know, at the same time, getting back to normal rates, you know, you look at a, uh, I mean, looking at a six month T-bill yield here right now, we're 5%. Um, that's pretty good, you know? Um, and uh, there's, you know, that that's nice for fixed income investors, but, um, but it is something I think that we do kind of have to, you know, to get our minds around and, and we're not there yet. Um, but, you know, once things settle down, there's been so much volatility on, on both sides of things, both stocks and bonds and even the dollar. And, you know, we just need some some stabilization and um, and you can make better decisions when you see things, you know, stable here. And then, of course, you go in buying a home, recognizing that, OK, maybe you're at the higher end of where you know rates could be for a while. Uh, which maybe ultimately gives way to a, a potential refinancing option several years down the road. So, you you know, you go ahead and take advantage of buying today with the opportunity perhaps to you know, refinance later at a lower rate. What else do you want to hit on? We've got about two minutes left in the segment. Well, you know, something that has been uh, jumping out at me and, and I, can admit, you know, I, we, we were in this camp, too, in terms of, like, looking at the, the market in 2023 as a tale of two halves and uh, thinking that, you know, you'd see probably a more challenging first half versus versus the second half. And that's kind of been flipped on its ear here. We've had a really good start to the year. But um, but kind of what we were saying at the top of the interview, the idea that the Fed is, is likely to, you know, continue to raise rates, going to keep rates higher for longer, um, you know, the slowdown will start to become more apparent, I think, given the lag effects of those 
those Fed rate hikes, and it might be more apparent in the latter half, you know, in the second half of the year here. So, uh, so we might be staring at a, uh, you know, the narrative being a soft landing for now, uh, but we might have to come back to entertain the narrative that it will be a hard landing later because of those lag effects. And so we're going to be watching that as it relates to the trend in earnings growth estimates, which are still uh, fairly high for the back half of the year and probably subject to a downward revision from here. I feel like the economy is a big jumbo jet and we're keeping our fingers crossed on a soft landing. Um, And so far, so good. We feel like the captain, Jerome Powell, has this. But like you said, it's going to be a back half end of the story. Um, we've got about 30, 40 seconds left. Anything you want to plug real quick other than briefing.com? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, the consumer is, is certainly holding up better than I think people would have expected thus yes. far. And with an unemployment rate of 3.4%, that makes sense. But, you know, it's something we're going to have to keep a close eye on on that end of things here because that's kind of the point of what the Fed is doing is trying to weaken the labor market, which in turn would leak, weaken consumer spending. But so far, so good. You've got strong labor market that's lending itself to a better economic outcome than I think some people were expecting at this point. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. Not my best interview, but he was insightful as always. You can find him at briefing.com. He does a page um, one update every day. Today's headline was January retail sales surge, but market slow to follow suit. He then goes on to write about the earnings season, what's going on, what's happening with the markets in the opposed to the ideas of how it's working with the inflation and working with higher interest rates longer. Genius explanation. If you get a chance to re-listen to that, I loved the first what's going on question because he hit it out of the park. You can find him at briefing.com, a reliable source of both domestic and international news. Find it at briefing.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.